This podcast is brought to you by the team at New Zealand Trucking Magazine. Remember to get your hands on the latest issue from your favourite retailer or subscribe now at nztrucking.co.nz. Keep on moving. The official podcast of New Zealand Trucking Media. Here's Dave McCoy and Murray Lindsay. Here we go, just in time before the year ends. It's the fifth edition of the Keep On Moving podcast. My name's uh, Murray Lindsay, and with me, Guru from New Zealand uh, Trucking Magazine, Dave McCoy. Thank you, mate, for inviting me to the party. Oh, you're welcome, Muzz. Absolutely no trouble at all. It's an absolute pleasure having you here. And now uh, I've got a personal goal to, uh, in the next 12 months, make you an absolute trucking um, uh, crazed with trucks, just just like I am. And um, thank you very much for coming on board and helping us with your years of experience in this broadcasting sort of industry. And I can tell just by looking that you've got years and years of experience. Uh, it's written all over your face. It's called No Hair. Oh. Uh, <laughs> each month we'll attempt to bring you up to date on uh, the latest from the trucking world. And I have got to meet some of the characters and people that make this business unique. And it is a unique business. In fact, today, um, Dave, the feature interview, which you're going to be doing every month, is one of the true legends from Palmy North, a guy called, well, Guy Knowles, eh? Yeah, that's exactly right, Murray. And we wanted to find that 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 interview to sort of anchor the first episode of the, of the annual monthly series this year. And you couldn't pick a better person to interview than uh, Guy Knowles. There'll be no one in New Zealand Road Transport that doesn't know the name Guy Knowles Transport and the fleet the fleet that bears his name. And um, he's the perfect example for uh, in the road transport industry of what passion, hard work, and remaining focused on your goals will can can yield you. Also this episode, uh, Dave Ching on one of the great showpieces of classic trucks out of Canterbury. It's a beauty too. Blake Noble from Transcon uh, has an industry comment. Matt Smith is going to come in here. Well, not only being the sales manager, he just wants to talk on this. Uh, and he'll tell us about a great new magazine concept that's happening called Little Trucker Mag. Uh, but right now, it's a thing we call our beautiful noise. This is new to the podcast. And it's a monthly feature, one minute from a big rig. And you have to guess what it is. Dave will give you some more details in a moment. So, any clues, Dave? 
Uh, well, you might need some clues, Mars, but there'll be plenty of people out there that, that won't need a set of clues, but we're not going to make it easy. Um, so you've heard the noise and uh, you've heard the engine and, and uh, what a beautiful sound that was. And so we're going to run a competition uh, with the beautiful noise uh, piece each month. And so I'm going to randomly select a winner from, from the correct entries that come through. Um, and how we're going to do it is I'm going to, we're going to have a first layer of entries, but if somebody can tell me the truck that the noise is coming from, then you'll then we'll narrow it down even further to a more select group. And if there's somebody out there who actually names the noise, the truck, and whose truck it is, well then that ultra select group will become uh, will become the group. So what I want you to do is send entries uh, into me at dave at nztrucking.co.nz. That's dave at nztrucking.co.nz. And in the subject line, please put PCAST episode 5, Beautiful Noise. And uh, I get thousands of emails every day, so, so please put that in the, uh, in the subject line. And I will find out what's in the box of tricks uh, in terms of prizes for, for the correct answers. If somebody strikes that ultimate, that holy grail goal and gets the noise of the truck and the owner, then you'll get a one-year sub to NZ Trucking Magazine and Little Truckers Down Under. So what is happening in the world of trucking, Dave? Well, yep, no, there's plenty on, Mars, but of course everything's, you know, with the Omicron that's arrived in the country and sitting at the border at the moment, you just never know, and there's certainly events that are being shunted to the second half of next year as the next phase of uh, contingency, but uh, obviously we've got the Bombay Truck Show coming up on uh, 12th of February. At this stage, that's still all go. The Hoot Nanny uh, Festival, Country Rock Festival in uh, Thames is uh, still all go. We haven't heard... Uh, anything from Noddy on that, so we're assuming it's still all go. And of course, later in the year, a long way out, the big the big show of the year, the TMC Trailers Trucking Industry Show, that's not until November. I'm sure we're going to be well in the clear by then, mate. Okay, let's talk about uh, a new magazine that's been born this year. It's called Little Trucker Mag. Uh, man behind the concept, Matt Smith, he's here with us right now, sales manager, of course, for New Zealand Trucking. Uh, so, how did it uh, come about? What, what you know, what, what drew you to this? Uh, this, this new idea. Well, uh, thanks for having us, Murray. Uh, Little Trucker was born really from a conversation about trying to bring the next generation of uh, kids through into the transport industry. We were trying to find ways that um, would help develop kids' passion as much as uh, anything else. Um, we all know that there's an extreme shortage of truck drivers in New Zealand. It's not only truck drivers, but there's also the related industries within the uh, trailer building, the manufacturing side, the welders, fabricators. They're all, they're all screaming out for, uh, for new people. They can't find them. They're not likely to find them with the borders closed. So the concept we had, let's put a magazine out for kids, encourage yeah. that passion, bring them through, capture their attention and just just maybe just maybe we build that next generation of uh, tr- uh, transport drivers trucks truck drivers welders fabricators that was the goal and you also have a lovely magazine that's out there for everyone to read as well right? absolutely so it's 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 really aimed from five to eleven year olds uh, but there's no reason that uh, you know us bigger kids can't uh, can't be reading it as well. And is that available in in bookshops? It's available bookshops, supermarkets, or you can subscribe online through the New Zealand Trucking website. If you just go to the subscription page on our website, you'll be able to find details there. We've kept the price point really low. It's twenty nine dollars for four uh, for four issues for the year, so we think it's fantastic value. We're, what we're trying to do is again encourage these kids. So we're putting things in like posters, stickers. Um, collector cards, all things that are going to encourage kids to, to continue looking at it 
and bring them bring them through. And you're on the ground with this, Dave. What are your thoughts on the mag? If it had been around when I was eight, that I would have been even more impossible uh, to live with than, than what I was. And uh, I always think back when I saw Little Truckers uh, down under issue one, and I thought back to and uh, and uh, Captain Captain Carl, who's with us in, uh, here, here in the studio and is going to be was going to be coming on shortly. He'll know this. In our bedrooms, we had the whole wall and ceiling covered with truck pictures, except for these infuriating little gaps that we couldn't fill, find pictures for. And the great thing about Little Truckers is that there's a picture size for every gap on your bedroom wall so you can plaster the house. Both Matt and I, you know, we want to give a huge shout out to the people that have contributed and, and put this book together. Um, Shannon Williams is, is the editor and, and she's come on board and just, just been absolutely fantastic and of course our magic man with, with colours and design, Ricky, has just he's made, it, uh, he's made it look like a magazine that even the biggest of kids, uh, e.g. me, uh, just could, you know, can't wait to get their hands on. And of course, uh, there's Millie McCauley, our first uh, regular youth contributor to the to the magazine. She's going to be a regular face, and she's the real life daughter of a real life truck driver. She has lived the dream. She knows it inside and out. And man, she is into this boots and all. Dave Ching is a classic truck enthusiast. Boy, is he a classic truck enthusiast! And uh, he's going to tell us now about one of the big events on the Canterbury Trucking calendar every year. Yes, yeah, the annual Dave Carr Memorial Truck Run. Murray and um, what we do it, it started back in 2015 it was an event organised um, primarily by, by guy Dave Carr who was a friend of a lot of us from the industry and Dave at the time was the Pelfinger salesman um, for the South Island and um, I got to know Dave very well through um, his or prior to Pelfinger he worked for um, Office Minute when he was at Fruhoff Trailers and then um, he yeah, moved out to Pelfinger yeah, we always had a lot in common with taking truck photos and yarning about trucks and everything else. And then, um, so like I say, Dave was one of the primary organisers of this event in 2015 called Magpie's Truck Run. And we, we went to a couple of locations um, organised by Dave, courtesy of Dave. And then we had um, a function on the Saturday night at um, the highway and truck stop and went to the sort of the wee hours of the morning. And um, Dave had a big screen TV there and he'd, put about a thousand of his photos on memory stick and it was just revolving through and I remember I said to Dave I don't know how many times geez look at that I haven't seen that photo before whose truck's that and we're having laughs about different things and um yeah he said look and I'll never forget he said to me look there's plenty more where they come from sunshine he said there's heaps more photos well unfortunately two days after the event um Dave died unexpectedly of a heart attack and um I suppose a couple of months later Cam Lill who's um, good friend of mine who's now the co-organiser of the Dave Carr Memorial Truck Run. Um, we were around at Dave's house with his his wife, Colleen, and Colleen just said, look, can you go through all these photos and stuff? And she said, I want all the family stuff. She said, the rest of all this truck shit can just go. She said, I don't want any of this stuff. And there was a lot of tramway historical stuff and, as I say, lots and lots of truck stuff. And so it was a hot Jan- January night. Cam was actually up in the um, ceiling cavity and passing stuff down to me. Um, I was sort of at the top of the ceiling um, on the ladder and then passing stuff down to Colleen and there's oh, yeah, family stuff, family stuff. Next thing Cam's going, look at this, and there's albums and there's old six before photos of, of these just old trucks and descriptions of the dates and where the, where the location was, the photo was taken. It was, just, it was just gold for us. you know. And we came across photos and negatives and albums and all sorts of things that were just cooler than cool. So getting further on toward... Um, November of 2016, um, we decided, well, let's have another truck run and we'll call it the Dave, Dave Car Memorial. We had our first one. So that was 2016. And um, yeah, we just had our sixth Dave Car Memorial truck run. 
this year we had 80 trucks on the run, um, including one classic Mount Cook Denning coach. There was probably a bit over a quarter of the trucks there were out of the um, ProTrans classic fleet that Jared Dildre owns, um, including one of the Mount Cook Denning coaches that he owns because he's got a couple of those. Um, and um, this year's charity, we decided to go with Gumbo Friday, um, just solely for, you know, there's, there's a lot of mental health and awareness and stuff and you know, all sorts of issues going on at the moment. Um, and so we thought Gumby Friday would be a good charity to receive the money from. So this year we didn't have a charity auction. Um, we've had charity auctions in the past where we've raised up to about sort of eight or nine thousand dollars from memory. Um, that we've given away, like previously did Heart Foundation and other charities like that. So this year we gave twenty two hundred dollars um, to Gumby Friday, um, and they've received that. It was given away in the last sort of week and a half to them. And um, yeah, they've come back and acknowledged that, and they want to see what we do, and want, want us to post stuff on their Facebook pages and stuff, so that um, they can see what we do and how the, how we raise the money. And the full interview we'll have with Dave is a separate uh, podcast, but any information you need to know about Dave will be actually on the podcast notes. Although, just to tell you, Cam Lill and Dave can be t- contacted by uh, just simply going to the Dave Car Truck Photo Collection on Facebook, or you can call uh, Dave if you like. I'll give you his uh, cell phone number. I'm sure he won't mind. 027-323-8665. Uh, that's 027-323-8665 if you want to be part of it next year. It sounds like an amazing event. Want to catch the latest truck videos and posts from New Zealand Trucking Magazine? Then hit the like button on the New Zealand Trucking Magazine Facebook page and subscribe to the New Zealand Trucking Magazine YouTube channel. Each month we bring you an interview with someone from the industry, someone special from the industry. Who is it this month, Dave? Mars, this month we have Guy Knowles uh, from Guy Knowles Transport and um, there's nobody that won't know the immaculate fleet of uh, K-Model Kenworth Curtain Siders running line haul, mainly in the uh, in the North Island. And, you know, years ago I was with somebody and we were talking about uh, Guy Knowles and the Guy Knowles fleet and in the course of their conversation, and, and it was it was completely innocent, in the course of their conversation they almost mentioned the L word, meaning lucky, and I stopped them mid-track and I said, hang on a minute, don't even say it. And they looked at me and I said... If you had to work the hours that man's worked for the decades that man's worked them to get what that man's got, I said, there's there's no luck in it at all. I said, you'd probably run a mile. Um, so it's uh, here it is, the fantastic interview. Guy and Helen Knowles uh, recorded at the at their lovely home and um, what what welcoming people. And we, we, had a, we had a great afternoon. So here it is, the Guy Knowles transport interview. It's uh, Dave McCoy here. Welcome to the first the first uh, podcast anchor uh, interview, I suppose you'd say, our first feature interview, and man, do we have an absolute uh, doozy! We wanted we wanted a big we wanted a big uh, hit to get us going, and we have uh, Guy Knowles has just absolutely graciously allowed us a couple of hours of his of his busy life, and knows that no guy knows that uh, no life gets busier than his, and um, so he's going to be our first interview and I've, uh, anchor interview, and I've, I've got him here. Uh, hi, Guy. Hi, hi, Dave. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you're very, very welcome, and great to have you here. And yep. uh, it's good that uh, we're a, a guinea pig on to do this uh, podcast. So no, that's all great. So yep. that, and uh, no, thank you too to you, to you and Helen for letting us into your lovely home. So where are we going to start? I remember a great writer, a playwright, a marketing man once said to me that you always start a good story with 
with a major event. And so I'm going to go to probably early 1990s, I think it would have been, Lower Hut. Was it the Lions? Lions sponsored the trail? Yeah, yes, yeah. So me and uh, another mutual friend of ours and, a, and, a, and another great friend of mine, Ken Kirk, were driving along in a car and it was raining and it was the day before the show. And we're heading north out of Wellington up to Levin or something I think we were going to, and we passed Razor Sharp. Guys, V8 Mac Ultraliner coming towards us in the rain, just spray and crap everywhere. And it was like, and and for those that 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 uh, guys' ability to present an absolutely phenomenally prepared truck at a truck show goes back decades. And so, to when he was just him and his truck and and Duke the dog, and um, and I looked at Ken and I said he is not going to get that thing anywhere close for tomorrow. Like it is, that's impossible. And Ken looked at me and said, "Yeah, well," he said, "Yeah, well." He said, I said, you reckon? He goes, absolutely. And the next day, Ken and I walked into the showgrounds and the first thing I looked for was Razor Sharp Park there and I almost got Arkai off the, off the polish coming off the, off the shiny bits and I couldn't help myself. It, it was a horrible thing to do, but I walked straight up to it and I got my finger and I run it along underneath the combing rope, along past all the chain hooks and then I looked at my finger and there wasn't a mark on it. And I was like, how the hell does he do it? And so I've got him here. Guy Knowles, take me back to that day. Yeah, well, that day, and uh, yeah, driving to, we actually driving to, te- uh, to Trentham to the truck show, and uh, and I was thinking to myself, oh, Christ, this is going to take a major effort, you know, I had uh, fleet washers in the back and all my cleaning gear and brooms and sponges and buckets and so forth, and uh, we ended up getting a facility um, to use in Trentham, and uh, we worked all night uh, trying to clean it and make this thing presentable, and uh, we were changing mud flaps and we were doing all spits, uh, all sorts of things and polishing this and polishing that. And uh, I think we finished early hours of the morning and had it presentable. We were very, very lucky at that stage. We had a facility at Trentham uh, that we could actually put it inside to uh, to do the shiny bits. And uh, we did that and I think we knocked off about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning and, and got it to where I thought was acceptable. Um, with all the changes that we've made, like with with uh, a brand new set of mud flats that I had, and and uh, changed all that and got it all looking good, and, and put it away for the night and got a few hours sleep, and then uh, <laughs> obviously siliconed everything and uh, give it a wee bit of a dust over in the morning, and then presented it to the show. But uh, it was a huge effort by everyone. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it was great. It was great, and I, I obviously go back to to a lot of the other truck shows I've been involved in. Um, yeah, it's been a real passion of mine to do that and uh, to put put a big effort in. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it pays off, and we've won a lot of awards and won a lot of prizes. But um, I, uh, it's a personal thing to me. It's uh, it's an advert for what we do, and uh, and I'm, I'm obviously uh, very lucky to be to be able to do that and, and have the passion to be able to do that and carry it on to, to, to cleaning the gear and bits and pieces and it, it's something I've never shied away from and uh, yeah, putting that extra effort in uh, yep. just just works wonders, you know it's uh, and that's basically where you get your passion and uh, there's all sorts of traits and little bits and pieces we do and you know, uh, always make sure all your inner guards are all clean and all that sort of thing and yeah, and uh, you judge yourself as you go along to make sure it was right, but uh, that particular occasion was a massive effort. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got it there, and uh, we did very well that day, and uh, I think we got a few prizes and walked away satisfied. But uh, there's nothing better than 
in the public and uh, in the transport people with the comments that they make yeah. to how your gear's uh, represented. And, and that's carried on and flowed right through, actually, it has, and uh, right up to, to now. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the, the, the great thing about, and I've had, I've, you know, um, I've had a, one of those lives, and I'm sure Guy will agree, like I've had one of those lives where you feel like, you know, around the truck thing, you've never worked a day in your life because, it's your, you know, it's your, it's your passion and that sort of thing. And, and the great thing about, and I've had the privilege of knowing Guy for quite a while now, and he's, he's as excited about the next truck in build as he is about the very first truck that was ever built. You can still see the sparkle in the eye, and he's excited to tell you about what's going to be on it and all these sort of things. So... Where's where's the birthplace of that? Like, where did it all start for you? Well, it actually started, and it's 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 quite ironic, really, that uh, my father was a horse trainer, um, and uh, I went to, left school and got dragged away from school, and uh, went up and worked with him with the horses for a while, and uh, I looked over. We were based right next door to the Tarapa Dairy Company at that stage. That's where we lived, and had sixty odd acres there, and uh, all my mates were. Uh, all working at the dairy company in bits and pieces and of course um, dollars and cents wise we weren't going to go very far as far as um, being a stable hand so later on I moved to the worked at the dairy company and enjoyed that but my passion with the tankers and all that sort of thing was the, was the trucks I've always loved trucks and I always bought the, the magazines and went from there and uh, and uh, then it was it was I went over and I did a stint in uh, Australia in oh, 12, yeah. 12 months and uh, worked on a farm there driving big tractors in a place called Southern Cross just out of Perth yep. and uh, he had, he had uh, trucks there which I drove and uh, bits and pieces and we did 12 months, I did a season over there. So you're sort of what age here? Uh, we were probably, at that stage we were probably uh, in our mid-twenties when we did that and uh, we did that and then I, I, I came back I came back to uh, to Palms North where my mum was living, and uh, so the horse training thing was elsewhere. Yeah, that was in Hamilton. Hamilton. Mum yep. and Dad split up, yep. and uh, I went to court and saw mum. And mum said to me, "Well, hey, why don't you get a job here?" She said, "They're all screaming out for drivers." So I went and knocked on the door at Child Freighters, and uh, they uh, had a bit of an interview there, and they said, well, "Can you start tomorrow?" and uh, I did the start the next day and started on on the round town trucks and and progressed right through to the line all units and I was there for thirteen years. Re- absolutely loved it. So is that is that was the fastidious thing there then? Like was oh, it the absolutely. shiniest round town truck? In oh Palmerston? yeah, absolutely. Everything was <laughs> everything. You know, you had to be clean. You, yeah. You know, because because it's your work environment. Yeah. And you know, you had to be clean and tidy and and. Uh, you know, you're away from home, so you're obviously inside has got to be tidy and, and bits and pieces from there. So, um, we did we did some work with various other companies. When I was at Child Freighters Company, fantastic place. Um, and then we moved on. I got the job opportunity to work for Kiwis Transport, in a, based in Otahu, and uh, through Morris Selwyn, who took me on board, and absolutely loved it. And. Uh, that was because I had the, the knowledge and I was doing that type of work anyway, the line haul, and that just progressed. And and uh, I was an owner-driver f- for Morrie and, and uh, worked for numerous years with him and just absolutely loved it. And um, unfortunately, um, Kiwi's Transport was disbanded. Yep. There was no more. And, uh, so the truck owner of the truck was? 
what 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 for the for the foam heads out there? What the truck, the owner driver truck was. My, my first owner driver truck even was at a child freighters because yep. I was owner yep. driver there. Was an ex uh, Bob Lang. Yep. Uh, cab over eight wheeler Mac sleeper right. cab. Yep. Three twenty horsepower. Yep. Four axle trailer. That was big gear. Thermodyne twelve speed. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. And and did that. And uh, she lovely old truck. And uh, uh, we all had our bits and pieces. And and I knew that through just to, you know spent a wee bit on on maintenance and trying to get it up to to what I thought was my standard. And uh, I was lucky enough through motor truck distributors uh, to um, I traded that in and got a um, V eight Ultraliner Mac. And boy, was that big gear. You know that was just. That 440, a, first razor sharp? 440 was, yeah, 440 and razor sharp. And, uh, yeah, so we flat deck and uh, went from there. And uh, numerous Max, that was the first one in the child freighters colours. And then as I, I progressed into Kiwis, the next one went into Kiwis, Kiwis Transport Colour, which was the Bounty Green. Yeah. Which, um, to date... Is the colour I've ever always kept because I'm, I'm yeah. a green fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, so what era are we talking about? So, starting as owner driver at Kiwis was like roughly what era age? I was probably owner driver in Kiwis, Kiwis in my in my late twenties. Yeah, and uh, then progressed and uh, went through there. Uh, did a big stint there, and uh, absolutely fantastic the experience I got through that. Right, so for those of us who have been blessed to be on the planet, for, for still be on the planet at over 50 years of age, the, the, the name Guy Knowles is very synonymous with V8 Max, isn't it, you know, back in the day? Absolutely, and uh, yeah, like, uh, we had a few V8 Max, we went from the 440s to the 450s and then to the 525s, and uh, love, you know, I'm a great V8, I've got a passion about V8s, and that always stems through to my cars with the V8s and the HSVs and so forth, so... Unfortunately, um, with the the cab over, the demise of the cab over, as far as the uh, yeah. the, the V8 Ultralight is yeah. concerned, uh, the, my other option after that was to to go down the European way, and of course I, I was uh, pretty keen to to uh, purchase a Scania, very very similar motor, um, same very similar injection system. That stage where that we had the uh, the the V the V pump injection pump and then we went to the straight line pump. So I had a great run with this. I had a progression of the, of the uh, V8 Scania's from 530s to 580s. Um, had a fantastic run out of them. But obviously, moving on from there, uh, the Kenworth was always the uh, the upper echelon of, of the whole truck buying scenario. So at that stage, obviously, I couldn't really afford it. But as time progressed, we made the big step and, and uh, bought my first. Kenworth. So the Kenworth was very much an aspirational truck. Absolutely, yeah. you know. I I think that um, uh, you know everyone looks up and you drive past and you're in a Kenworth and people give you their heads up and the, all the kids are turning at you bits and pieces. But it, it it it's it's I believe this is only, only my opinion. That's the top of the tree as far as I was concerned. Um, and uh, you know, to, to be fair, and I've had fifteen of them now uh, that. Uh, I wouldn't go past them, you know. I just just love them, and I'm I'm like them from the very first first one right through to what I have today. They, um, 
you know, I'm just so passionate about it, and and hopefully we put the same effort in as what we did going back to the uh, back to the Mac days, and uh, you know, with the, as far as the Mac's concerned too, you know, we've fantastic run with all our vehicles, and, and even to, into the Scania, we did we did prior to the Kenworth purchase, we had a DAF cab over DAF. Yeah, that's right. I remember that truck. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the big cab one. Absolute great, great truck. Helen named it Annabelle, called it Annabelle. <laughs> I, think I, <laughs> I think I only did one trip at it and, and then I passed it on to, to, to one of my drivers. But beautiful truck. Absolutely beautiful truck. And and uh, we we did the comparison between that and, and the Scania. And, the, and uh, yeah, so a European, beautiful comfort, but nicely appointed. Um, and then we moved on again to, to, to our first purchase of our Kenworth. So, so what was the first Kenworth spec? What was the, what was the first well, spec? Yeah. Kenworth number one was what? Oh, well, I've always kept to the same spec, and uh, I've always wanted the, the 620 horsepower. Um, I'm a wee bit of a fan of having the same transmission. I'm a manual road ranger person, 18-speed. And uh, basically, to keep the bulletproof, uh, I know we've we've gone from that system now to the um, computerised um, engine management systems of bits and pieces, but we've always been over 600 horsepower. We've kept the same driveline right through, always manuals, yep. and uh, and just made them bulletproof. And, and uh, they've been been the key to them, I think, you know, just keeping the basic, you know, as far as our bodies are concerned, uh, we kept the same measurements right through, you know. Yep. So have you got a preferred bodybuilder? I, I use, I use Fruhoff. Um, I just find that they've been fantastic to deal with. Jeff Meir and his crew have been awesome, um, and I'm always changing little bits and pieces because I try and I try and make something a wee bit different. But our basic specs are the same. So um, I was the first one to to go from. Um, in those days, we used to have 32 pallets in our older units, yep. truck and trailers, and then obviously when the when the rules changed and we had the length of the 23 meters. Uh, most guys went to 36 pellet units, that's shared pellets. Um, I was a wee bit more innovative than that. I wanted to go to 38 pellets, and I worked out how to do that with an aerodyne cap, and that's been an absolute total success for us. Yeah, yeah. Generating that metre of deck space and giving us the opportunity to be a lot more universal as far as two extra pellets and, and to be able to fit things in a lot better. Um, it has its wee bit. That has its downsides, which is um, the IBS is obviously a thousand and fifty. You've got to be very careful where you go into. But uh, myself and the staff now are just absolutely brilliant with them. We don't have the hassles. Yep. We're used to them now. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's been very innovative. And uh, Jeff from Fruoff come on board, and and uh, we sat around and, and engineered that, and, and that's pretty standard spec for what I do now. Yeah. Uh, we change a couple of things. Because each vehicle I purchase, um, we try and do something a wee bit more innovative. Yes. Just try and, and get it a wee bit better. But I, I would be more than confident to say that 98% of the spec now is standard. Yeah. And I can, I can ring Jeff and say, no, I'll have another one. Um, and uh, that's how it's worked all along. So it, it's about building relationships. You know, it's like with your truck sales, you know, um, my truck salesman, I can just ring him up and say, this is what we need to do. Yeah. And uh, he'll give a couple of tweaks and, and then we'll go to battle about the price and then we'll go on from there. But, um, yeah, it's 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 a knowledge thing that I've picked up over the years and uh, I love doing it. I really love doing it and I love, 
Um, there's no difference from the first truck I've stacked to, the, to the, the one that I've got now. Yep, so you find the actual, what are we going to do next? What, what am I, I gonna... try and do something a wee bit different. And I you really get do. a real kick out of that. Yeah, I started with a, obviously with a, and, and people will realise that with the painted, I went to the stainless steel visors, which people do, and then I thought, no, no, we'll go away from that and we'll do the painted visors. And I used to have the, the matte black under, under the bottom side, but I changed that to the, the red colour. Um, and obviously the, the painted fuel tanks. Now, uh, we started that doing that, now everyone does that, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's good, and it's a good thing that people take on board what you do. Yeah. Because uh, I don't try to, to hide anything. And uh, we try and be a wee bit sneaky with a few things, but yeah. that we try to, try to do just to make them a wee bit different. And, and uh, um, every, every truck in the fleet now... Um, it's very, very hard to spot the differences between between the between them, the oldest to the newest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's and and technology's improving too. Lights are changing and all that sort of thing. So it's uh, it's good. It's I always and I, I I always if I see something or think of something, I'll just make a bit of a note of it and I'll put that in the back burner and, and uh, think, Jesus, I might. That's a great idea. And and the thing with this industry and, and specking vehicles and all, all the way, um, you're always learning. Yeah. You're always picking up on stuff and you think, Jesus, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I've went from the max when we had the curtains pulled forward and that sort of thing just to give us e- easy access to load when we we're doing a lot of timber at that stage. But um, we've pretty good got, got it right. There's a few tweaks I'd like to make. Uh, but no, we'll get there and uh, it's still... Obviously, yeah, the challenge of building a new one is, is I love doing it. Absolutely love doing it. And uh, just just uh, just trying to get it right. Yeah, know? and of course the great thing is in the position that you've, that you've, uh, that you've crafted over the years and, and built the business that you want to build is that you get the, the incredible joy of not only speaking it, but driving what you've spec to see if it works. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. And, and I don't know whether it's been a bit selfish or not, but I always I always drive all the new ones. Um, and it, it's, it's got two benefits from it, really. It, it means that, you know, I can, I can get... If, if there's few faults, and every, every vehicle's got faults, and I can basically get those remedied, you know, and get looked after and fixed quicker. Um, and, of course, with the suppliers that we use, you know, I've got the rapport to be able to do that. And uh, everything's got its faults. Obviously, there's no question about that. But it's basically to try and to try and get things because um, after you move off them, but in twelve months you've pretty well got them sorted. And uh, um, I've got them right anyway. But there's just a few tweaks that I like to like to do. And of course, I'm always putting my thinking cap on, trying to to move on to the next one. But uh, yeah, the passion for me is is uh, is still there. Still, I love doing it. I, I love the job, and I, I I love you know being out there. So, have you got a uh, have you got a, a twelve digit uh, golf uh, counter? Have you actually counted how many times you've driven a truck between Palmerston and North and Auckland? Oh, or? No, I haven't. No, no I haven't. <laughs> I, I, I haven't. Um, no, you, you know, like people a... people will say, "Oh, shit, you're still out here. You haven't retired." But you know, and, and I don't think I will. You know, and uh, no, I, and I think you've got to enjoy what you do. Uh, and I'm very, 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 very lucky that my wife, Helen, um, she, she's a big part of it, a huge part of it, with all the admin and bits oh, and pieces. And, and, and the effort she puts is amazing. Yeah. You know, and with documentation and dockets, we, we try and treat every day as, 
as the end of a week and to try and bump the income, uh, we're pretty well on top of it. And obviously, we're so blessed and lucky to, to have the clientele we've got. And of course, that that flows on to the drivers, you know. We've got a great team. And yeah, and, and I suppose from the, I mean, if you're a manufacturer of something and you like, and you see the product that you've put your heart and soul in, being forklifted onto the back of a truck that someone's put their heart and soul in, it's got to be a win-win for both, doesn't it? Oh yeah, and I, I really, really love loading trucks. Yeah, I enjoy it, and uh, the bigger the challenge, the better for me. <laughs> and I don't like it to beat me. Yeah, and we put some massive loads on here, and people just shake their heads. But that's my passion. I love loading them, and there is so it's so satisfying to 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 get to a delivery point and you pull your curtains back and they think, wow. Yeah. And uh, there's two things that go there. You turn up you turn up at a customer's facility and uh, they look at the truck and you pull your curtains back and they look, Jesus, this guy knows what he's doing. And uh, there's nothing better. Yeah. Than, yeah. It's the job satisfaction with that is huge. And even going back 30 years, and you know, when, when so much freight, up and down the line was carted on flat decks under covers, you know, and to see to to see them in the freight terminals back in the days, like at Moran Road and in the um, Kiwis and all that, loading hand loaded loads of freight, you know, um, and then covering it and then seeing what's actually and even today, like you know, then people had no idea what was under those covers, you know, and then today the part people pass the curtain side and ninety percent of the people think it's empty. You're just driving around for thrills, but you know, when you open the curtain, they're just dumbfounded when they see there's their life. Mm. And, and and just referring back to, to the the tarping days and bits and pieces, and you know going out all hours of the night and loading hay and and by hand, going out to to paddocks and 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 putting potatoes on, and doing it by hand. Yep, all loaded by hand. And uh, obviously, uh, in the, in those days, you, you're pretty fit, and, and uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you could you could throw a tarp on and 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 a perfectly tarp loads a good load, isn't it? Oh. And, and to have it strapped and, and bits and pieces and, and to see tarps going down the road and no flap and bits and pieces boy and the presentation that goes back to yeah. that too you know yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was pretty fit in those days and, and uh, I loved doing it you yeah. know I always put my hand up to go out at night and load hay because that was a bit of me yeah. I enjoyed doing that and going back to the early days that's what we did Yeah. and uh, yeah great really great to uh, to be a part of that and and to be involved in those early stages in transport, obviously, to uh, to progress to now, you know, you you pull your curtains and throw a few straps over and pull your curtains back. But yep. the hard yards were done in in, uh, in the early piece. Yeah, 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 the golden era, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, and like you say, so blessed that, that you know, to, to, to have, you, you lived it in its full-bloodedness and I, I caught the last third of it and sort of thing and... Um, so going back then to uh, selecting reverse gear, so the Guy Knowles standalone enterprise uh, came in the wake of the, well, uh, the, we'll just say the ending of the Kiwis. Yes, the ending yeah. of the, Ki- the Kiwis era, when I was obviously an owner-driver at that stage, and uh, thinking, what am I going to do now? Where am I going to go? Um, and I've always wanted to, even though you were an owner-driver and, and worked for some very, very good companies, um, Going out on your own was a huge stepping stone, uh, absolutely. And uh, we we were we were blessed with some very good clients, um, and a couple of clients that we're still doing work today with approached me, and 
it's been a stepping stone from there and uh, we've we've got to the stage now that we've got a fantastic clientele and uh, that's pro- progressed through very good service and good operators and that uh, all stems back from from uh, basically uh, the Kiwis days and but and progressing you know so it was it was really really good and uh, I thought we would struggle um, to get through that but uh, we've got to a stage now with five truck and trailers that uh, we probably need more but um, but for me to be able to, to drive and still run and dispatch and to, to do that that's probably where we're at as far as numbers are concerned and uh, we're just so so lucky to be able to, to go through that era and cut our teeth basically and then get to, the, to going out on your own and, and there's been two things like we've had very very loyal clients that I've still got from day to, day one. Yep, yep. That's and and one of the great things that one of the great things I, I I think you've achieved is is and we talked about this before and our when we were having a chat prior to the interview and and it's a it's um you've been able to stay involved in the business uh, at at the at the point in the business that you love being involved in, so the loading and the driving as well as running them. And I've saying to Guy briefly before that I got to a stage in a job that I had for a big transport company where I I doubt I was started there because I loved the trucks, but I ended up in management roles and I was dealing with people, spreadsheets, costings, and I suddenly realised one day that I'd actually become disconnected from the trucks and so put a stake in the ground at that moment, but you've never done that. You've always been able to get on a truck and drive it to Auckland. Oh, absolutely, yeah. you know, and and uh, I enjoy I enjoy uh, going helping the boys load. Yeah. That's a bit of a forte of mine, because I, I, yeah, I, I think about how we're going to do it, and, and uh, that's that, and, and, I'll, and I'll go and do that and, and give them a hand and, and do that to make sure that they're all right and get them sorted and documentation's correct, and away we go, but... Uh, as well as dispatching, and of course, you try to load, and the phone's going, and bits and pieces. But that's all part of it. Yeah, and uh, and that's probably helped us with our success today. I believe is that we're hands on, and and there's there's only Helen and I. Yeah, uh, and uh, she handles all all the admin, as I said, and and uh, I dispatch it all, and 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 uh, rate all the dockets, and uh, she does all the invoicing, and uh, we go through accounts and sort that. So it, it's been. You just got to be hands on and involved, you know. And uh, I go on about the passion. Well, that's never that's never gone away. And uh, you've got to be to be really involved and hands hands on. I I believe because because yeah. customers like to see you out there. Yeah, they like to see you on the forklift. They like to see you and taking care of their product. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and looking after it. And, uh, you know, we get some very, very tricky jobs that we end up doing. But uh, the harder it is, the better it is. And, and uh, that's, that's my forte. I love doing that sort of thing. And, you know, they'll give us 120 cube and, and it's got to go to the South Island. Can you make it happen? And, and uh, I won't let it beat me. Yeah. And I'll think about it and go from there. And, uh, and uh, we've never had a failure yet. So yeah. it, it's, it's great. And, and as I go back to, you know, and, and going to... To all the clients we've we've had for over you know twenty years plus, so that's all helped us. And uh... yeah, and I think I mean th- there's no question that 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 Guy and Helen Knowles are, are I mean it's a great it's a great alchemy. It's a great you know you you've worked so well together and it's such a happy place and it, it's great to 
to, to be able to say that you know you to, to know you both well. But I think one of the, the keys for you two is like you say you really enjoy your, your, your relationships. You, like you enjoy people, don't you? Like you yeah, like yeah. you like having a bloody good old natter, don't you? Oh, we do. You know, yeah. we got some good good people and and and. You know, even our clients and service providers and bits and pieces, so good to us. Yeah. And and it's all on relationships, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and building relationships. And I can, you know, everyone has a bad day, obviously, and you, and you get a wee bit annoyed with bits and pieces. But it's, um, and you get you get rung up about something. It's about making it happen, trying to make it happen, because that's the industry we're in. Things yeah. change. Yeah. And uh, you've got to be able to adapt to that change. And you've got to think, shit, how am I going to do this now? You know, and uh, obviously... Uh, building up to Christmas, you know, the phone hasn't stopped, but we're getting there. We're going good, yep. and uh, and we're ke- well, we're keeping everyone happy, and uh, yeah, so that so we're we're getting there, and and of course we're um, it's just massive uh, the amount of volume we we move is is with with five trucks. Yeah. So so okay. So going back to that. So let's uh, we've been doing a fair bit of this in this interview. We'll we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back a couple of fathoms and. Uh, Talking about back to the truck speaking thing, and obviously when the five of them are lined up here, there's there's it's it's there's not a hell of a lot that you can uh, point out that that that's uh, that's not right. But uh, just for someone who might be listening that might be going through a bit of a downer, like tell me the one, tell me a can you think of a guy Knowles thing that you've put spec thought of bolted to welded on a truck that didn't work? No, no, no. Everything's worked. Um, everything's worked. Um, going back to the, when I put the and, and another company did it before, would have put the curtains out the front. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, old that was only for one reason. That was for for loading timber and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, that was it, it was done for a specific job, basically. Uh, everything else that we've done now um, going on is is worked. You know, it's likes to our our toolboxes and and uh, you know our toolboxes are all stainless steel and. Our, our corner wheel boxes, you know, we've never changed. We've kept that going, you know. We've um, one of our clients built those for us. You know, it's a bit of a bit of an offset as far as that goes. But there's not something I've always thought I'd like to improve. I'm doing that a wee bit better. But there's nothing. It hasn't been a failure. Yeah. Um, you know, we've changed front walls. We've gone from the big fiberglass heavy walls down down to to a a multi panel, which is a lot lighter, um, and they called a monopan wall, so that's worked very, very well, and huge weight saving, yep. massive weight savings through there. We've still got the extensive draw, the extension drawbars, what we used to have on the, the sides of the trailers and the chassis, but now it's a flip over arrangement. Yeah, uh, that's worked well. We've improved on that. Yeah, uh, but there's always a lot of traits that you you think that uh, we can do do better. Yeah, uh, and there's there's people out there who've got some great ideas as well, and and. Uh, I, you know, people people copy, and they, a lot of people copy what I do. And uh, if I see a good idea, I'm not. Uh, I'll always take it on board and think that might work. You know, and uh, we could do something a wee bit better. That the concept's good. So, do you in your in your in your hunting through the uh, looking for like do you are you do you go offshore? You know, like you uh, like look through YouTube and things, or is it do you keep it domestic? Do you look or are you just watching New Zealand trucks? Yeah, no, I, I keep it I keep it New Zealand bound, um, and and uh, mainly because I can source things. You know, like I use the Heller lights and I use those yep. so because I can. If you if you break one or one doesn't work, you can throw it away and get another. Yeah, and uh, and I can go down to the local supplier and go and buy one. Yeah, and I try and keep it that way. Yeah, and it's like 
axles and all that sort of stuff. You know, we try and run with the same running gear as, as what we got. We try to keep that the same. So you've got a preferred axle system? Well, yes, I have. That's a bit of a story to that too, Dave. <laughs> Dave. But uh, uh, we've actually changed and gone back to, to SAF. Yep. Um, and gone back there uh, mainly because the, the backup here in Palmer's North is exceptional. Yep. Uh, and uh, I've got a guy that comes down and, un- and and downloads them and keeps a bit of an eye on them for me, and, and that's second to none. And uh, so I use the same thing, same ring feeders. You know, that's that's where I'm at with, with all that sort of thing. Yep. And same greasing systems, you know, I, I, I use those on because of our eight wheelers, our load share. Uh, great thing to, to to have those systems, the greasing systems in place. I think they're a winner. Yep. So you've been uh, you've been um, yep big fan of self greasing systems. Yeah, I am. Yeah, and we plummet through to the trailer because obviously with a disc brakes trailer you've only got the turntable. Yeah. With with the greasing points on there, so we've got a like a hydraulic hose fitting that we plug in. So as well as your ABS and your light plugs and your and your duramatics, uh, we we plug in. A grease line as well, which has got a tap on it, so that's all get gets fed by the by the truck. So, so uh, trucks are disc front to back, front to back, front to back. It's that's that's my standard spec. Right, it just breaks right through, and by doing that, you're you're not getting you you're not getting the uh, compatibility problems that, that that you get with lights coming up and bits and pieces like yep. that. It seems to flow on a lot better. Yep, and uh, we but Dara. We bit dearer, but I think uh, in time we've never had to put a disc, disc brake pad in, never. So uh, and that's right through on the trucks. Yeah. Mm, so. Is um uh, any any um so one of the big things in the industry now that's you're finding more and more of is inflation management systems on trailers. Any 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 dabblings down that road? No, no. I, I I'm a weaver, fairly old school sort of person, and keep the basics pretty right. Uh, and uh, no, I think we've got it right. I really do. I think you know we, we've got all the we've got all the EVSs and we've, we've got we've got all the braking systems. If it's a piece of like that, uh, we're running great driveline and great axles and all that. So we, we shouldn't have any issues as far as that. And I don't think we need at this stage probably to go to the next step. Cool. So here's a here's a question for you. And 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 uh, and. Um don't say something like I won't have to worry about it because I know you will. So, <laughs> what what do you what do you what do you think you're going to be buying in 15 years' time? Very very hard one. Um, I would like to say it, it'd still be a Kenworth product because I, I they're there for the long haul. There's no question of that. Uh, there'll be a lot of it, and it's coming in now um, with the European parts you know we've got the daft mirrors on the trucks now and we've got the american doors now and bits and pieces um we're going to go to the, the new dashes and and, uh, and as far as that's concerned so i think um kenworth are there for the long haul um i'm pretty uh loyal i'm a loyal person so i like things but we'll, we'll progress with that i can't see me changing and moving away from that product, I really yeah. can't. Yeah, and I suppose I was thinking more of like, where's the 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 like the propulsion system is is going to become a vexing question for line haul operators, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we talk about retirement and bits and pieces, but I don't at this stage. I don't think that's in in uh, in the blood at this at this time. Uh, I think oh, it's a it's a hard one. 
to see what's around the corner. You know, things have changed, obviously, with COVID and all that sort of thing. So we're in a different era again now. Yes, and we are um, too. Yeah, yeah um, with vaccinations and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's a very, very hard one to see what's around the corner. But uh, um, long as I, I uh, are fit and healthy, and uh, we'll be carrying on, and we'll, it, my in, input into, into the industry won't change. Yeah, that, oh, 100%. And, yeah. I've uh, never known you knowing you to be less excited no I, I, from right from the right from the day one and and uh, helen helen here is you know we laugh and joke about things and bits and pieces and uh, you know we're, we're both very very passionate and, and uh, we've gone to the property we've got now um you know we've got trucks and sheds and bits and pieces like that you know it's an absolute asset you know yep. so uh, we don't know what's around the corner it's a very hard one to ask yep. but um uh Automation and bits and pieces, you know, might come a time where you can't even buy a, a manual gearbox. Yeah, uh, that that could happen, you know. And obviously, with, with the the difference in the the Euro path and the emissions we're going down, uh, that's out to sort of that two thousand and twenty three as far as our products concerned. But yeah, I think it's a bridge we've got to cross. One thing will never change is service will always be king. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, that's what we've got to do. Yeah, we've yep. got to look after people. And, you, and I know you you get a phone call and you think. Geez, I've told the boys to do this, this, and that. It's all changed, and uh, but that's part of it. It's part of how we adjust and, and we adopt to that change. Yep. So, uh, and uh, it just uh, goes down, and, and what our loading and and uh, you think you've got a peg, you've got an absolute plan in the morning. You think you've got a peg, but by cross by time smoker comes, it's all changed. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've had the, through my journey in trucks and transport. I've I've been incredibly blessed with some of the people I've known and, and worked for. And I remember my old boss used to used to say to us, you never say no. You you say yes down the phone. He said, you hang up politely and say goodbye. And then when she, once the phone's hung up, <laughs> then you panic. All right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And who can ever forget every, everyone that ever knew the late, the late and wonderful Matt Purvis, anyone that ever knew Matt. No, first thing you go is, what's the Matt? Purvis catchphrase, no trouble at all, isn't it? You know, like that was the, you know, and then you hang up the phone, and then you go, oh, how are we going to do that? Well, yeah, <laughs> Hel- Helen's pointing at guy at this stage, <laughs> just for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, and I know, I, I don't like saying no, and uh, that's that's not me. Yeah, but uh, and then I'll get off the phone and think, Jesus Christ, how am I going to work this out? <laughs> and then I'll think about it. I'm a great person, great believer that. Um, uh, just give things, take a deep breath, just have a bit of a think about things and think about how we're going to do this. And, uh, yeah, it's, but it's all for a reason. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it happens on numerous occasions that we've got to think either, Christ, I've got the day, the day absolutely nailed and, and uh, we've had to change the scrub around. But that's part of that's transport. Trucking. That's trucking. That's transport, unfortunately. Yeah. It is transport. And, and, and that's why we're, we're in the position we are because... We down tools and try and help everyone. Yep. And, yep. Uh, Great call. Great yeah, call. So, uh, so I, I suppose the last sort of area I wanted to touch on, and I don't know, I suppose we've sort of been all around it and answered it all through the all through the through the through the uh, interview, which is really interesting because because it, and that's quite appropriate because you know it's how you do it will actually tell people who you are. But like the guy in Helen Knowles' philosophy for business happiness and life. Oh, yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> um, 
you've got to have a happy wife and, and, and my mate <laughs> happy here wife, happy life yeah. you my, need to say something here my, my mate here she, yeah. she's yeah. a yeah. my mate here she's a big part of it by cross you you know and uh, having having it's not as bad as doing the books it's it's you know, having meals on the table because you're away, and I, you know, I love coming home and have dinner and bits and pieces like that. So, it's um, it, we just we just really work good as a team, and um, uh, she'll get a couple of emails of Curly. Can you look at this and check this out? You know, uh, how are you going to do that? I said, Righty, I'll, yeah, I'll think about it. We'll get a bit of a plan going, and uh, that's all part of it. And I, I think that. Uh, you know, Helen's the one, she'll, if I'm washing the truck, which we wash all the time, she'll come out and, and get on a broom and give me a hand, and uh, and she'll help anyone. And uh, it's a team environment, you know, yeah. even though we're husband and wife, and oh. uh, we uh, we just, we love it. We love the industry. Helen's been in the industry for a long time now, and uh, we've had the highs and lows, of, but we've always picked ourselves up and, and, uh, and moved on, and... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, if you go and have a beer and, and uh, or a cup of tea or whatever you do, um, yeah, we'll just move on from there, and uh, yeah, go from there. So it, it's great; it's really great. So uh, I think the bond of what we've got and how we work together has been a big part of making this happen. And uh, and it's the team you've got around us. You know, I can't. Uh, you know. The, the drivers we've got, the, what a fantastic bunch. Mm. You know, absolutely brilliant. And, and we're blessed, we really are, to have so so many good, capable guys. Mm. And, and uh, it's a team environment. Mm. You know, um, uh, I'll go out and give my hand to wash your trucks. Or you can't drive them all yourself. You can't do anything. You can't do everything. You can't, you can't do everything. And, um, you know, I love helping me, but it's reciprocal too. And uh, they'll come and give me a hand. And uh, that's the way we are. And I, I think uh, being a small team, that w- we can have that input. And, uh, you know, during our COVID period, um, with, with the boys and myself, couldn't get food from anywhere, weren't allowed in anywhere. You know, Helen was making um, boxes and that, that up, food boxes to, to get the guys through with drinks and water and all that. Sort of. it wasn't that just a shocking situation? Oh, it was. It, it was, it was you know, the, the nation is on their back, hmm? meaning the collective there, the, everyone, the, the, the every truck, every rural truck, every freight truck, you know, and yeah, and for the nation to be locked up. Yes, and of course, we're all essential workers. Yeah. So we've got to keep moving. Yeah. And we've got to keep our customers happy and... Uh, yeah, you know, uh, we were we were providing them with food bags basically, so that uh, they had food to to eat with the nights they were away, and and uh, we Helen would put meals on when they come home, and and veggies and bits and pieces because just just to keep everyone go and the harmony that was mm. uh, just it shows in the reflection of what they do for me, the job they do. The gear, how they look after the gear, it all flows through. Yeah, and uh, you've got great staff and happy staff, and, you, and they're driving good gear, and uh, they look after you. And yep. it, it's a team thing; it really is. It's not only me, you yep. know, it, it's everyone involved. And uh, we wouldn't be as successful we are that I think without our, our team, Helen, and our team around us. Yeah, and, and it's just just massive. Yeah, and great with customers. You know, know how to do. It's just, it's a two-way street. Yeah, it's a two-way street. But, uh, and that's that's where we're at. 
talking about going forward, you know, we're, we're under the COVID now with our vaccinations and things like that. We've just got to move on. Yeah. It's part of life. We don't know where that's heading. We really don't. And uh, we've just got to take it on the chin. Yeah. And make sure that um, everyone stays safe. Yeah. And, that, and, and isn't that like that's... Of all the things that I absolutely love about road transport, and there's a lot that I do, and 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 I, I, it's the old that old cliche of you know you never work a day in your life if you love what you do sort of thing. But one of the things I love most about road transport, having is 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 such a pragmatic industry, isn't it? Like while all of the policy makers and bureaucrats and lobby groups are out, you know, you know you can have whatever problems agendas you know you know priorities you like but we're putting toilet paper on supermarket shelves while you're doing that right because after you you know we're putting food on the shelves we're putting everything everywhere you know we are yeah we are and and you got yourself and your staff out there um in a covert environment yeah uh and, and we're getting we're getting checked every week yeah every week all our guys do it um and uh, yeah we're to provide for it for everyone who's out there and, and obviously yeah uh, you, you think that you see your freight on the shelves that you think, well, you know, I carted that. And, and yeah, I did yeah. That. And, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty satisfying. It yeah. is. And uh, we've been fortunate enough to be essential workers. And uh, we've uh, we've carried on as per normal, really. But, but just with uh, the safety environment put in there and to make everyone safe, and including yeah. ourselves, wearing masks and, and do that, which we do all the time now. Yeah. So uh, I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Um, and I think we just, uh, we uh, we get temperature checked, we get, you know, so it's, I think we just need to move on with it and uh, basically suck it up and, and, and uh, eyes forward. Yeah, just roll with it. Yeah, I think we've got to roll with it. Yeah. No, I, I can't see a change. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's been a uh, fantastically... Uh, good interview. I, I knew it would be. I knew it would be uh, fun, and I knew it would be enthralling and enlightening. And um, thank you both for uh, letting us come in and do the first podcast interview. And uh, great to see you again, as it is whenever I call in. And um, yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, no, great, Dave. No, it's been an absolute privilege um, to sit down with you and have have a talk about parts of things that have worked for me and uh, it's uh, it's great to be part of the industry and as, and as far as with you guys concerned uh, it, yeah it's great to be a part of it and uh, we'll hopefully move on and uh, we'll do do a few things together in the next few months and uh, we'll go from there and uh, we've got a few surprises up our sleeve so uh, fantastic yeah so uh, we'll be we'll be out there doing that with that so uh, yeah you'll see some different things come up and uh, we're also in the planning stages with that, and uh, I think that will be uh, be one out of the box. Excited, excited! Happy Christmas and uh, fabulous New Year. Yeah. And, and and to you and your family, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and the good news is we have the full interview uh, with Guy Knowles on a separate podcast coming soon. That's great work, Dave. Uh, and potentially next month, will we know who's uh, the feature interview is going to be? Or ah, uh, yeah, but I'll keep it a secret at this stage. Oh, okay. Yep. that's great. Yep. That's really helpful. Yeah, thanks, mate. All right, we're calling in uh, Carl Kirkbuck. Kirk Kirkbuck. What, what the hell is your name? <laughs> okay, we're calling in Carl uh, Kirkbeck now. 
uh, Crazy Carl, or Captain K as they know him. And uh, between Dave and Carl, you're going to talk about the latest edition of New Zealand Trucking Magazine, which effectively was out November, right? The yeah, November one. Yeah, early, yeah, late November, early December. It's the double issue, the December January issue. Man, this year is is a real bumper issue. She's a she, she's a big fat edition, and uh, with some great great feature stories in there. Um, the Lilburn uh, transport, the new K two hundred Kenworth uh, drop sider unit that uh, Robbie and Nikita Lilburn have just put on. Uh, there's a feature interview with one of the great characters of the New Zealand road. Uh, transport scene one one Dick Parker yeah. and uh, if you don't know who Dick Parker is get the magazine and read it because he is a character royale. Oh, um, what what he hasn't done is uh, not worth doing in the industry that's for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I the, think he's done everything. And the great thing about our industry is it's, it's just full of them, isn't it? It's it is. Just, yeah. like, it's just an industry of incredibly great characters, and of course, the dash of orange. Uh, which is the which is the story on the life of, of father and son uh, uh, duo, and they've been a duo uh, at times in their career. They've they've, mm-hmm. they've owned and run trucks together. Uh, Doug and Ash Orange from the Bay of Plenty, and uh, what if, if you if you lived that life, if you grew up in eighties, early eighties, late seventies sort of uh, trucking scene, Captain K, it's, it's oh. just it's just a phenomenal read, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, again, what they haven't done, um, but. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's photographs there of the old W model and so forth, and uh, you know, I mean, that truck's iconic. You know, I mean, those colours and so forth. Yeah, oh. there was, yeah, go to head down the line, see that, and you, oh, you knew straight away where you were. Yep, 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 a- a- absolutely. And the great thing for me is, you know, like one of the biggest problems I still have in this job, uh, in, in 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 this job, and the uh, that I do now is is is, uh, is I still get starstruck. Yeah, you know, because you know all these people are people who you looked up to so much when you were young, and and the great thing is you know you meet them all now in the course yep. of doing the job and yep. interview them, and they're just wonderful people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. They're they're as starstruck as you know, and you're, you're sort of like you're, you're reeling backwards because you know you've got them on a pedestal, but they yeah. don't oh. they don't realise that there's no pedestal there. Oh. You're absolutely it's a level level playing field in their eyes, and uh, and yeah, no, no, that story is that's that's a well well worth a read. That yep, fantastic. Um, and and we've run we you know we run things in the magazine that, and time to time and they pop up like you know like uh, where's that road you know we relaunched where's that road last yeah. month just you know because yeah. it was time to give that a run again and that's that was oh, that's mate. hugely popular and you know we haven't had a good on your mate for a while in the magazine you know our good on your mate yes. um, little thing that we ask you to submit and you know and and that's just a thing for the guys that that embrace the community of trucking you know is there yep. a guy out there that helped you last week cover a load yep. in the rain. Uh, and came across and just voluntarily helped you do that, or yep. I was going to say change a tire, but who does that? Uh, well, Probably. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, helped you wash your truck or something, but you know, or, or stopped you from uh, pulling out from underneath a B train at the, um, you know, down at the ferry terminal with the yeah. landing legs up. Just did a just you know, did a mate's thing, you know. Yeah, like, just did a, a trucking mate, community a thing. Tell us who he is. Send us yep. in the details. Yep. You know, you can send it into editor at nztrucking.co.nz or me, David nztrucking.co.nz. Tell us, tell us what he did, and we'll we'll chase them up exactly. and, and and we'll celebrate them, and we'll find something in the in the in the Prezi box. For uh, them as I well. have a question, boys. Go, yeah, yeah, no, go you for can't it. win. You haven't been in the industry no, long enough. No, yes, yeah. Yeah. no, it's not one of those questions. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's just that I, I understand uh, Carl's the man. Who looks after the YouTube on the trucks, and and we haven't seen one for a while. The we? retro test, yeah, the retro oh, test. Oh come on! Oh, well, we uh, we cop some. What what's oh, going on, boy. brother? What's hey. going on? It's the mange. The mange is keep yeah, stopping the kept us, COVID. Keeps stopping the retro test. Yeah, and I ended up stuck in the dome city. You know, we yeah. we, we basically got uh, put underneath the dome, and that was it. So we couldn't go anywhere. So we've we've got it half filmed. We have actually. Uh, just to let everybody know that it has been worked on, 
Um, it's already in the editing suite, um, but we've got quite a bit more footage to grab, and uh, we're still working on some uh, some well frivolity that's going to go on and amongst it as well. So it's it's looking not, good. We are getting there. We are we're getting there. We're winning. Frivolity and well, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but we, hey, yeah, like uh, true or false, Captain K. Like mm-hmm. this retro test has covered more kilometres than any previous retro test Absolute, by yeah. a mo- by, country yeah. mile. Country mile, and, yeah, yeah. and it's yet, it's yet to cover more. And everyone's saying, well, what is it? Are we allowed to know? Or that that's the secret. Oh. Oh, I don't know. If you look to the east, old... if you look to the east and go bound and down, you might, you know, sort Ooh, of. Ooh, mate, throw them a carrot. <laughs> look to the east and go bound and down. Yeah. All right, oh. we, well, you boys can officially shut up now. That's been fabulous. Can we just give uh, our our fantastic uh, people TWL uh, this TWL calendar, which is also attached to the magazine for the December January yep. issue? Buy the book, get the calendar. I was going to say, you'd think this uh, this podcast was brought to you by New Zealand Trucking Mix. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd think Matt Smith was in the studio. I was just going to do a bit of a um, shout-out here for Darren Murcott as well, and his. Uh, we, we do the old back down the road a bit as well with the photographs and so forth, historic photographs um, from, well, I mean, Darren's tru- yeah, professional truckie, truckie his entire life, um, but massive truck enthusiast, and some of the photographs that lad's taken over the years but there's that shot there of the direct transport Blimmin' W model sitting at Wairu, and it's just, mate, you know, it's it's that. Yeah. It's one of the great photos, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's that's worth looking at. Just in fact, we should have actually made that a full page, I reckon. Yeah, and Darren Murcott. I mean, you know, I don't want to uh, tread on the toes of anyone's belief systems, but let's just go for the sake of the conversation. You know. Well, one day God said, I'm going to build the world's nicest man, and he made Darren Murcott, <laughs> yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, He is yeah. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, is just def- the loveliest yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then um, just uh, towards the back of the magazine, our little section uh, every month as well, the old uh, mini big rigs um, this month. Oh, plug yourself. Yeah, no, we've got him, mate. We've got him. I mean, come on. I mean, it's no, no, no. There's, there's a great story there about a great guy, uh, a fellow, uh, well... And then Zachian, if you want to call him that, over in uh, Melbourne there, uh, Phillip Island. Well, a couple, actually. Um, Nigel and Renee Lowe and uh, Oslo Models. That's, that's well worth a read. That man is what he's done. Um, he's had some challenges through life, but um, for the model truck fraternity, what a man. What a man. Thank you, boys. Uh, if they want to get hold of either uh, you or Carl, I know you've given your uh, email out quite a bit. What's yours, Carl? Yeah, Carl with a C. At nztrucking.co.nz. Well, we'll always remember with a C. With a C. Okay. Now, what we're doing uh, as part of uh, moving on, we're going to be having industry comment. The first one uh, is from a Walkworth-based trucking owner. Uh, His name is Blake Noble, and the company is Transcon. So I think the uh, the interesting thing for me that's really come to light over the last 18, 24 months um, in these COVID times has been the the dependence and, and reliance on transport in all sorts of facets and how essential so many aspects of what we do are, um, whether by government definition or otherwise. Um, it's been amazing, uh, certainly in my vein, but but in a general transport uh, sector sense, just to see the need uh, to keep product moving on, on so many fronts and the way that the industry has, has gone on board with that. Uh, it's it's been a at times a, a very challenging uh, role that that people have performed uh, with little direction, but have have just taken it on their shoulders to get the job done. And I think there's a 
hopefully some um, visibility and, and respect that's that's been gained by our sector based on, on what we've managed to achieve relatively under the radar um, and, and continue to do so with, without seeking any praise for it. I think the other thing that's really um, been highlighted for me and, and certainly in dialogue with a lot of people both within the industry and outside the industry is is the interconnectedness of, of the global supply chain and how that flows into a local uh, setting and the fact that what may seem like it's happening in a uh, distant land actually is related to what's going on and the challenges and the constraints that are that are so visible um, globally are just as apparent here and off the back of that the amount of additional work that, that's, that's required whether it's from a, an administrative um, perspective and, and from a physical perspective just the, the double movements and additional handling that's occurring and the um, the capacity that that soaks up and I think that's that's something that's been underestimated just how big the task has become as a, as a result of that. And that time round uh, as part of our industry comment it was uh, Blake Noble first one up thank you Blake uh, Walkworth based Transcon Dave? Yeah no that was good eh? I know I really I'm looking forward to those industry comments uh, and um, Blake certainly made himself willing to to, to to be that spot and if you've got a industry comment you'd like to make and, and be part of the show then yeah get in contact us with david nz now we're moving on to the associations and each month for for a couple of minutes each we're going to have the heads of uh, the three uh, main associations uh, tell us uh, where they're at and what they're doing last year everyone knows that there was quite a bit of upheaval in the industry representation around the uh, country and i'm a great believer in the windscreens for looking forward and the rear vision mirrors for looking back and one's 20 times the size of the other for a very good reason so it's all about looking forward from here on in each month uh, we're going to get uh, nick leggett uh, james smith and dave boyce from each of the associations to to tell us you know where they're at, what they're doing, what goals are being kicked, what they're lobbying, what they're what they're fighting for on our behalf. Because I think one of the great, one of the big things is is we need to know what they're doing so that uh, so that we can appreciate the amount of level and effort and work that they're putting in. This month's very much an introduction. Uh, we've sort of given them the floor for a couple of minutes, and uh, but in the months to come, we'll we'll ask for uh, questions. And if you guys want to send in a question, which we can put to them, um, we're not going to ambush them with any with any questions. We're going to give them a opportunity to uh, to to tell us exactly a good answer to the question. So, but anyway, for the first month, this episode, it's a uh, it's a set the scene. And so, the first first one we're going to hear from is uh, the CEO of Iara Aotearoa Transporting New Zealand, Nick Leggett. The floor is all his. Oh, look, thanks very much, Dave, and thanks for the opportunity to talk. I, it's great to have a, uh, a bit of a platform and just talk a little bit about what Transporting New Zealand's doing and, and most importantly, you know, what have we got ahead for the year? And, you know, we've, I think as a world and as an industry, we've faced the pressure of COVID really well. And for me, being able to watch the road transport industry demonstrate its wares to the public and for customers to understand the reliance that they have on the trucking industry at times of stress, because not only have we had COVID and borders and shutdowns and lockdowns, we've also had the uh, the international supply chain woes. And I think that, you know, we've delivered as an industry, uh, you know, truck drivers, many thousands across New Zealand have gone out in lockdowns and they're going to be doing that over the holiday season as well. And it really is uh, a time for the industry to step up and say, hey, look at what we're doing. 
understand our value, understand our worth to our customers, and talk about how we actually do transport New Zealand every day. We keep the economy going, we keep people being fed. And that's a testament to the drivers out there who just keep the wheels turning, but also transport operators as well who run businesses. Um, I think that I'd like to see 2022 as a time when we really step up and uh, talk about our worth and tell the story of uh, delivering trans, uh, transport services to every corner of New Zealand. Um, this is, um, you know, we are going to be in an economic um, challenging, a challenging economic time, but actually the transport industry is going to keep rolling. And some of those issues that we're going to keep focused on, you know, for the immediate term, uh, just today we're issuing some advice to Transport in New Zealand members around some of those details at the uh, Te Tai Tokerau border up there in Northland, um, looking a little bit dicey in terms of how people are going to get to and from and through, uh, and there is some uncertainty. We've tried to cre create some clarity by engaging with officials and the police because actually it adds an extra stress for drivers at this time of year, particularly moving those containers from Northport that all have to come south uh, to Auckland over the next uh, 10 days or so. We've got to work uh, to, to make it clear, um, to provide clarity and ensure that, that drivers can get through as much as possible. It isn't clear at the moment, but I want people to know that they can reach out to Transport in New Zealand if they have issues there. General roading maintenance um, continues to be a big problem around the country, you know, and the solution to that is not slowing speed limits down and making people's trips longer. That adds cost, it adds stress, it adds to those legal uh, work time hours being potentially compromised. Um, it's, we've got to have Waka Kotahi, the New Zealand Transport Agency, get those maintenance contracts together and we'll be continuing to put pressure on in the new year. We had some wins last year. Um, with State Highway 5, the Napier Topol Road. They did some big maintenance on that. We've seen a reduction in deaths and serious injuries without having to lower the speed limit. Um, you know, the speed limits, there are appropriate spots where speed can be reduced, but this blanket proposition that's being dropped on us by stealth uh, is not the answer. Um, we, we know that we've also got to bring more people into the industry, and we've had a successful year with our traineeship. Te Araki Tua, Road to Success. We've got over 30 trainees uh, uh, engaged now on that with, with uh, great transport operators around the country. It's breeding that next generation. And we've got qualifications and training and, and we're building experience for them. Um, but we've got to bring more people on board. And, you know, Dave, I'd say to your listeners, if you know people who, who actually might be a good truck driver or might want to work in the industry, they don't have to be 20 or 25, they could be 45. Link them up to Road to Success. Uh, see if they're interested. Be great if they had a Class 2 licence, but even then that's not essential. Um, we've got to do a better job at bringing people into our industry and talking about why it's good to work here and the great work that, that truck drivers do every day for our country. Um, so I think, you know, Dave, for me that's probably it. I think you made a mention to me before we went online. You know, it is about looking forward. And um, there's a lot to be positive about, but we've also got to guard against the risks. Um, but I want to keep 2022 uh, as a year when we keep broadcasting the really positive stuff that happens in the trucking industry and the positive work the industry does for New Zealand. Thanks, Nick. That was uh, that was good, and uh, it gives the people a, a, a place from which to start in terms of in terms of what you're going to be working on and bringing. And next is uh, 
is the Chief Operating Officer for National Road Carriers, James Smith. James, how's it, how's it all going at NRC? Thanks, Dave. Well, basically, I think 2022 is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So um, one thing we can be certain of, there's going to be surprises. Um, and I think you know, you'd be a naive little bunny if you didn't think there were. So there's going to be stuff that's going to happen in 2022 that um, yeah, you'll, we'll, we'll look back at it and go, gosh, we didn't see that coming. Uh, I think actually the biggest challenge the, that we're going to be facing as an industry is we're, we are, we've run out of people. So it doesn't matter um, whether it's truck drivers, whether it's uh, dispatchers, whether it's um, engineers or people, even actually people to fix the roads. Uh, we, we're running out of people. So that's one of our biggest challenges next year is going to be looking at ways to get uh, people um, into, our, into our industry or in, into the supporting industries that we, we need. Uh, so we've already started work on the back behind the scenes stuff of that. Uh, with several of the government agencies that, that uh, put their hand up to say they're willing to help uh, because they too have recognised that um, the, the economy's got a problem. So um, so we'll be bubbling away with that. On a on a team front, we're very fortunate. We've got a um, very strong and stable team. And in fact, we've got, uh, we had one of our team leave uh, on Friday to go work for Auckland Transport and we already have a replacement who starts on the uh, lines up to start. So um, that's that's good news. So good solid team, boots on the ground, because nothing beats boots on the ground. Uh, so if you if you if you need um, uh, someone to actually go and see what's actually happening, uh, yeah, and you can just dispatch them. That's good good to do. So I think apart from that, we've got the perennial of um, state of the roads. That's always going that I think that's always going to be with us because we're continually playing catch up on infrastructure. Um, the, it's always lagging behind. Uh, and one of the other uh, things that we're already working on is the uh, speed limit review stuff that's going on with, with Waka Katahi as, as, as they desperately try and get to a lower road toll. Um, it is going to be a bit of a battle because the science says um, the speed limits need to come down, but um, no one wants that because we know it's going to result in lost productivity. So it's coming up, it's going to be coming up with um, realistic arguments and, and discussions and alternatives uh, because that's that's going to be a challenge. So I think it's going to be, as I said, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, we're up to it. We've got a nice uh, nice balance sheet so we can, we can look to do some projects um, and get some stuff underway um, early on in the new year. And uh, yeah, it's, remember we've got to have fun. Thanks, James. That was uh, that was that was great. And uh, last last uh, and and these are these are in no particular order. I got to say either. So um, last cab off the rank uh, this month is uh, Dave Boyce, CEO of the New Zealand Trucking Association. Certainly been a challenging year for our industry uh, with COVID and all the bits and pieces that have gone with that. But um, I believe our industry's uh, stepped up pretty amazing to all the challenges. I think um, we've done a bloody good job. There's certainly a lot of um, industry issues out there, and I mean the, the ones that I'm sure you've all heard before, but like road maintenance and lack of infrastructure spend is a big one, and so is uh, workforce labour shortages and supply chain issues. So just briefly touching on those, um, the, same, the road maintenance, you know, certainly from our association point of view, a bit of concern about um, 
one of the government's key planks, Road to Zero. It seems to be very noticeably light on uh, road maintenance and new infrastructure for their safety uh, improvements. Um, seems to be mainly focused on wire rate barriers and speed reductions. And certainly we've noticed in recent years very much a sweating, the sweating of the roading assets now have sort of become more of a run-to-failure model on the roading network. It's, um, it's causing a lot of challenges. I had one of our members in um, recently um, does a regular run-up uh, through the Lewis Pass up to Nelson, came in with a couple of shock absorbers off a of K200, um, done 45,000 kilometres, absolutely buggered. Um, you know, and he's, as he said to me, Dave, he said, these would normally do half a million Ks, no worries, you know. So not good. Um, certainly a lot of concern in the industry out there about how our um, heavy truck road users charges are being used to support other transport modes. I mean, I don't think too much um, of a problem with supporting lots of public transport and things like that, but certainly um, some of the modes that are competing against uh, road transport getting subsidised by our industry. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's a few challenges around that. Workforce labour shortages, certainly um, unemployment at New Zealand's at a record low, 3.4%. And uh, I was looking on Statistics website the other day, and that's Basically, only about 100,000 people in New Zealand available to fill job vacancies, and that's across all industries. And if you look at our industry, on Seek and Trade Me at the moment, there's about 4,500 jobs advertised, and I would say that that's probably the tip of the iceberg. I would think that there's a lot of businesses just not even advertising through those mediums because um, they've sort of given up. So certainly, um, as an industry, um, there's you know, we're needing to do more work about attracting the younger generation. We're certainly doing quite a bit of that around here. Um, supply chain issues, um, I don't think there's anybody in the country who's not affected by that at the moment. Um, certainly if you're trying to buy a new truck at the moment, some of the manufacturers have closed off their order books, um, not taking any orders till 2023, and even some of the ones that are have got back orders of hundreds of trucks. So, um Good luck if you're trying to get a new one at the moment. And the same for some of the trailer manufacturers. They're um, struggling for components and things like that. On the association front, um, we're certainly going from strength to strength. Uh, we're getting a lot of trucking businesses are seeking out our advice and, um, and support. Certainly doing a lot of uh, cost modelling and that for uh, new entrants and existing businesses, just looking to see if they're actually going to make any money. Our road safety truck, um, to date, over 41,000 people through the programs and amazing support from our industry supporters with that. That's currently being refurbished and uh, we've gone into partnership with the Australian Trucking Association and we're early in the New York New Year, we'll be launching um, Safety 360 in New Zealand, which is a virtual reality program that we're going to bring around country and the big one for us next year um, trucking industry show was originally down for March next year uh, we've postponed that till 25th 26th of November um, that's going to be a huge show we're getting amazing support from our sponsors and firms that are uh, signing up to be part of that um, at that there'll be the uh, TR group 
National Truck Driving Championship. Powerfinger have jumped on board this time round and are sponsoring the first knuckleboom crane competition in New Zealand. And I know that when the entries went out within the first 24 hours, we had about 30 entries for the competition. So um, that's going to be huge. And there's already a bit of argy-bargy going on on that one. So uh, look forward to that. We'll have the big show and shine and classic truck showcase. And um, yes, we're all looking forward to that. So that. That's probably about all I've got to say, Dave. I've probably said too much already, but um, but no, thanks for the opportunity. There we go. That's uh, that's Dave Boyce, CEO of New Zealand Trucking Association. Uh, and if you want to give us some feedback on that, once again, uh, probably best is Dave at nztrucking.co.nz. All right, one more time, we'll play what we call our beautiful noise. If you missed it at the top, well, I don't know what the hell you were doing, but you missed it. We're going to play a minute of a truck. And uh, how much detail do we have to give? This is pretty scary detail, Dave, isn't it? Well, it's sort of, it is and it isn't. It starts off at, you know, fairly low level. Tell us what it is you're listening to. Second tier is... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll weed it out from there if you can tell us what truck it's in and then and then we'll get a third tier down so if we get a group of people who actually tell us the engine the truck and who owns it that'll be where the prize comes out of and uh, if you can actually nail all three of those um, then the prize will be a uh, one year subscription to both New Zealand Trucking Magazine and Little Truckers Down Under Alright let's have another listen That's it. That's the very first podcast with me involved. I hope I come back next month. Uh, we're probably looking February at this point, aren't we, boys? Yeah, late January, maybe February. Yeah, and I hope you come back next month too, Muzz. Oh, we, yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, mate. I don't know how to work all this shit. Myself. Yeah, we, can't, we don't know which button to push. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I've just almost got Carl's name right. Carl, Carl Copkirk. <laughs> 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 and if anyone has a comment or something to say, they can go to the Facebook page or yep. preferably, because we don't want, if you're saying something that's not nice, we would prefer you to just email us personally, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what the delete button's we, for. We, And if you like what you hear, make sure you tell your friends about the podcast as well. All right. Yep. It's the first podcast. We're gonna. She's only going to go go stronger oh, and stronger. Stronger and stronger. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We've got lots more coming up, and uh, yeah, watch out for that retro test. We're working on it. Working on it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, have a great Christmas. Looking for a job or looking for staff within the transport industry? Then New Zealand Transport Jobs is here to help you. We have listings from transport companies throughout the country seeking Class 2, 4 and 5 drivers right now. And if you are struggling to find good drivers, then contact Chris on 027 573 2005.